Hello beautiful one. Welcome to another episode of the Relationship Smart Women podcast with me, Nicole Matheson. Uh, today I have a special interview. The beautiful Ebony from Little Window. Um, she's one of the client support team members at Little Window. She has interviewed me about relationships and quarantine and isolation and all things involved. So yeah, this is a nice uh, opportunity just to chat about relationships and the trickiness of them and what's going on for people at the moment. So I hope this is useful to you in some way. Enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me for a few questions um, around relationships and everything that is going on in the world at the moment. Mm-hmm. So um, my name is Ebony. For those of you who might not know that, I uh, work here at Little Window um, in client support and marketing. And Nicole is our relationship guru here, <laughs> counselor and relationship coach. So we're here to talk about all things um, around the relationships, um, and on a broader scale, just in general, everything that's going on at the moment and how that might affect things, whether it be that you and your partner are at home together a lot now, um, or if you're at home with someone that you might not be feeling very safe around, um, and just general tips on navigating life at this time. Yep. So I'm going to start off with my first question, Nicole, and that is, what are people finding the biggest challenge being in lockdown every day with their partner? Yeah, big question. And I think there's so many different challenges that people are finding and it really depends on the circumstances. So for some, it's being so close, you know, like not being able to find the space for self or separation. Mm-hmm. And that can throw up all kinds of challenges and, and having to uh, a need to ask for, for space and boundaries, which mm-hmm. can be troublesome. Um, it could be that you're close proximity wise, but you're not feeling connected to your partner because maybe they're stressed or they've got lots of work on or there's other things going on. So that can be stressful. It could be that actually they're really, really busy at this time um, and you're not seeing much of them. And then there's some comparison with everyone else and um, could be, expectations not being met, uh, lots of presumptions around their behaviour, mm-hmm. anxiety being thrown into the mix, um, financial stress, mm-hmm. um, you know, lots and lots of change. Lots, um, of, lots and lots of things. Um, yeah, yeah. and I, I believe relationships are, are tricky, tricky things to navigate at the best of times. So this, this just does make things a little trickier. Yeah. You know? And so I guess drawing from that, are, there, are you noticing the, any specific types of themes that are coming up in, you know, in your work with your clients around relationships during the COVID-19 pandemic? Is there anything that you sort of feel like is a bit more of a common denominator? Well, I suppose what it comes down to as a theme, I suppose, is just the general window of tolerance is narrower. Like people's anxiety levels are heightened. There's big change around and that can be tricky to navigate. 
So yeah. any problems that were kind of, I suppose, shielded and protected by normal everyday life and, um, you know, the patterns and the schedules and the busyness of that are kind of thrown in our faces here. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I suppose it's just that it's, it's the tolerance is lower and the issues are front and centre. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not necessarily that the the quarantine or the COVID is the problem, but it's it's bringing it all up. Yeah, okay. So it's sort of there. It's the base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess around this sort of time, would you say that there is, you know, this pandemic or this being at home is causing some more, you know, anxieties? And does that sort of stuff affect what does it do to your ego and sort of like a relationship on a whole? Yeah. Well, I suppose um, anxiety, you know, affects the way we can be open with each other, our tolerance for, um, you know, being a bit more generous to our partners and putting up with some stuff and and sweeping it under the carpet a bit. And so, uh, you know, any anxiety is going to make us a little bit snappier, (laughs) a little bit, um, uh, I suppose, needier for our attachment stuff. Okay. Uh, um, So I suppose when it comes to things like libido, it it depends whether you're you're the low desire partner or the high desire partner, how that's going to affect you. So the low desire partner is feeling pressure. to respond to their partner and feeling that pressure um, that their partner needs their response in order to feel good about themselves. Um, And so under anxiety, that can all be heightened. And then that pressure plus the anxiety might just totally kill their, any desire they had. Um, And that closeness of being around them all the time mm. might not might not create that spark for people as well. So that could be an issue. And then for the high desire partner with anxiety, they might feel like they need a bit more responsiveness from their partner, which mm-hmm. just adds to the pressure the low desire partner's feeling and the cycle continues. Yeah. So it, it can be a tricky thing to navigate. Mm. And as with everything, I think it's the best way out of these um, cycles is, is really clear communication without, without criticism, right. without, without trying to pass the blame yeah. to your partner. Because really, if you think about it, it's an, a relationship is whether it's been two weeks or like me, it's been 24 years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an intricate web of both you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not one or the other it's it's where you meet Mm -hmm. so so it's nice to get beyond this is you you've done this you've made me feel this way no matter what the issue it's Mm -hmm. hey this is not feeling okay for me shall we talk about it yeah trying to get clear so again communication is the key. Yeah, yeah, we keep coming back to that, don't we, Ab? I agree with it, though. I 100% agree with it. But I guess um, in terms of 
like finding that connection because I'm under the impression that, you know, a lot of people are spending a lot of time together. Uh, a good example of that is I was at my mum and dad's the other day and my dad is off work for a few weeks at the moment. Um, he was actually, he's not let off from work due to this or anything. He had Easter holidays off and <clears throat> obviously since then they didn't have their holidays planned because of all of this. So he was yes. home for three weeks younger than usual. And he actually usually works away one week at a time. And mum came into me and she's like, Oh my God, I just want him to go back to work. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, I, I guess that having so much more time together than usual, yeah. even though, you know, they've been together for what, 30 something years and love is a hundred percent still there. Not, not being used to having them in your space the whole time. So what, yeah. What can you do to, I guess, find the time to connect when you're in lockdown or when you're mm-hmm. isolating and whatnot, even especially, I guess, for people that might, you know, I mean, how do you connect when you've got a four-year-old or, a, you know, a, a toddler oh. or a teenager or something, you know, just children in general, obviously I, I have a dog and it's quite easy for me. <laughs> you can still connect with you yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> what would you, what would you sort of suggest or any tips around navigating more time to try and connect with, you know, with your partner, despite the fact that you've got your kid wanting all your attention as well? Oh my God. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky my kids are getting that little bit older so they can kind of entertain themselves a bit in, and at this time I'm really quite grateful for that. I can't imagine you know, how, how challenging it can be when you've got really little kids that you really can't even go and have a cup of tea because they're right there. You're on the (laughs) toilet, they're with you. Um, So it can be really tricky, but I would say what's really nice as well about this opportunity is, is it's an opportunity. Like, you know, we can actually come out of this stronger Mm -hmm. if we do this wiser. Yeah. And And by that, I would say shifting our focus from kind of, you know, when we get stuck in our head and it all has to look a certain way and we get in comparisonitis and we want our house to still be tidy and our kids to still be off screens and all of that, shifting our focus to the relationships. Okay. Okay. So what, what does this relationship need? What does the family relationship need and what does my... Um, intimate relationship need and and quite possibly it could be just 10 minutes together without screens of an evening once the kids are in bed or um, you know actually not sweeping this issue under the rug not presuming that they're thinking something just because they didn't text you or whatever it is I think presumptions are a real a real danger yeah okay and so just just checking in with each other and taking the time um, when you can, like you have to be opportune, opportunists, especially if the kids are little, you might even need to schedule or, or stick the telly on and go, okay, this is, our, this is our 15 minutes, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But sounds yes, like, tricky. Yeah, it sounds, I mean, I guess it would be different for everyone, but I do imagine it'd be hard for the children right now. Especially. Absolutely. Yeah. We're feeling for you, all those parents yeah, out there. Definitely. Totally. No, absolutely. And just in terms of, I guess, you know, being, you know, stuck at home with kids, what would, what about those? And this is, I guess, something that's come up a little bit 
recently is the concerns around people that might be in, you know, abusive or toxic relationships. And yes. they are actually in a position where they're, where they're stuck and they're not, you know, there's not really a way um, around that at the moment because, you know, you might be having to spend a lot more time at home and, you know, for some it might be a really safe haven, but for others maybe not so much, which is really awful. So what yeah. would you say happens, um, you know, if you are in that situation and you're in a bit more of a, you know, fragile, abusive sort of situation, how do you navigate when you're stuck in lockdown? Like, would well, you it's really really tricky and I I feel for anyone who's in that position Um, and I suppose you know all you can do is just really try and keep yourself safe yourself and your kids safe Um, however you can do that at the moment you know and you might need for that not to look quite as pretty and graceful or as idealized as what you you might otherwise yeah but but safety is key here and um, I would say wherever you can to get support. And so I know that it would be harder, you know, um, but there are places like DV Connect and, and other places that you can call, even just for a phone call. Um, find support, whether it's in that one friend who can, who can just hear you or um, someone anonymous or um, a therapist um yeah so so really just looking after yourself at this time and and little tiny baby steps towards some kind of a plan is what i'd probably recommend yeah yeah sure and maybe going a little bit more the opposite way now and what about tips around navigating you know single life and you know dating during this time I've got friends who are usually on you know the tinder or the bumble train and dating apps um I don't know any others because I because you're not dating dating. (laughs) (laughs) um but I know that um you know I've seen a lot of talk around this you know around that you know we can't really date or I have actually got a girlfriend of mine who um had a facetime date the other day wow that's so cute yeah and she actually still went to the effort of you know sending like what should I wear and I was like where are you going you can't actually do anything (laughs) we're having like a FaceTime date that's like a new way of life (laughs) yeah that's a quarantine special I love it do you have any, or have you been working with anyone or tips around, you know, yeah. the fact that it's probably the most like lonely and isolating time? Absolutely. So I think I would recommend using this time to, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're really out there dating and you're not exclusive to, to, you know, develop those relationships, this is an opportunity to, to get the chats going, to try a Zoom date, but to slow it right down, you know, because so often dating goes too quickly. It's like, boom, we're having sex. Boom, we've, you know, met each other's parents, we've moved in together and, oh, my God, now it's not working. Yeah. I think think if we can slow it down, Mm -hmm. it can be a really beautiful thing, you know. Like I, I haven't been in the dating world for 24 years, but, when I first started dating my husband, he, he, he pretty swiftly got a job in Turkey and I was living in the UK. So we had, 
and this was before email, before mobile phones, and oh, we. There's no technology back then. It was a long time ago, right? And um, so we ended up writing love letters to each other for the first six months of our relationship, mm-hmm. nearly. And it was a really like whoever does that, like you, I mean, you don't, you wouldn't do it unless you're forced to, right? But yes. it was actually a really beautiful time to develop, I think you know, this this other part of us. Um, that that is a solid foundation to this day. And you keep them forever. Yeah. I actually, um, when Jake was away last year with the army, letters was the only way we could contact during the week because I wow. only talked to him when he got his phone on a Sunday. So now I've got this beautiful big pile at home of these letters we sent each other, and I put together a little book. And I actually think that it. I'm I'm naturally quite an affectionate and emotional person. Whereas that's that's who I am in the relationship, and Jake is a little bit more introverted, um, and maybe not as emotional. Like you know, you know, yeah. some most majority of guys can maybe be a bit less on the affectionate side. Very affectionate at home, but you know, like in letters that he wrote, they were just so beautiful, and I was like, oh my god, and I'm so cringy. I like made this little book and put them all in there, like with the kept the envelopes and everything and I was like it's like we're it's beautiful I love it I I will keep them forever I found it's actually kind of like I've you know I last year did that with the you know being away and being isolated but now I will keep them forever and I actually think it was a really strengthening thing oh my god I can just imagine you showing your grandkids that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I'm keeping these so I can tell the grandkids. Oh, not that, yeah, acting like it was World War One, but no, nah, <laughs> it's beautiful. So yeah, that's my advice to people who are dating: like, em- embrace the slow, yeah. and and you know, there's no hurry. I don't care what your, you know, inner voice says about the hurry, about oh my god, but I'm getting old, and blah, blah, blah. well, I think that's the thing because my. My girlfriend, who I was talking about, who had the FaceTime date, turns out that guy was kind of not really, and you know, it's a bit more of a player boy anyway, but her concern was, oh, my God, where am I going to find my forever man? Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are you so rushed? Like, it's going to happen. But I think because she's got, in our friendship group, like four of them are married, yeah. long-term relationship, me, and then she's sort of like, where's mine? And it's a, it feels like a bit of a, a race kind of thing in her eyes whereas I'm just like you just need to like it'll happen like, oh look I look back on myself having total desperate panic attacks at yeah. the age of 22 you know yeah 22 wow. and I know there's people out there going yeah but I'm 40 it's a bit different for me and it's like sure but actually it's quality mm-hmm. that matters here mm-hmm. and you know, whatever that cultural timeline is, chuck it out the window. Yeah. It's not yours. Yeah. It's someone else's. You do you. Yeah, there's too many expectations, I think. That's yeah. what it feels like anyway. Because I don't yeah. yeah, I don't definitely don't see the rush either. But yeah. We'll wait until you find something special. Totally. So what's your I guess if you could give maybe I don't know, your top tips for navigating through this time whether it be in your relationship or in your single life like what's your sort of go-to tips right now for just sort of navigating your way through this time um despite all the weird crazy changes that we've had okay here they are 
and this is straight off the top of my head, Ed, right. so let's see what happens. <laughs> um, number one would be to look after yourself. And I think last time we chatted, this came up and every time we chatted, it will come up because it's so important. Like your partner is not reading your mind and the minute where like, oh, but I have all these needs and he's not addressing them or whatever, or she's not addressing them, um, we can get really kind of negative and blamey yeah. and all of that stuff. So I would say to, to tune into yourself, know what your needs are. And if it's something that you need to ask for, then to do so without criticism mm-hmm. and in a kind of, you know, a mature way. So to ask for what you need, and that might be, I need some space. I need to go for a walk for an hour. Mm -hmm. I need to not look after my kids for the next half hour or I'm going to do something terrible. Yeah. Whatever it is. Number two is getting out of the logical brain mind part of ourselves, that overthinking part of ourselves, Mm -hmm. which is constantly kind of tuning into lack. Yeah. Because I think we're going to drive ourselves mental. And it's it's often connected to that OCD perfectionist part of ourselves. Like, this is not done. This needs to be done. Yeah. And I think it can kind of kill, be a killer in relationships and, and to sort of come back to the heart and, and yeah. to that heart connection. Because this is, this is interesting times. It's different times. And I think we need to kind of just allow things to be a little different. There's a lot of change. There's a lot of anxiety to come back to that heart connection. And a really good way to do that is with gratitude. So a gratitude practice of just, okay, here's three things I'm really grateful for about my life, my partner, whatever it is. And that kind of just brings us straight out of that pesky sort of ruminating head and into, into that heart connection. Mm-hmm. with our partner my top tip number three would have to be communication so no way <laughs> yeah I know who to thought um <laughs> Love it. so so communicating in a way that your partner can hear taking making space for communication for checking in how are you doing how are you coping how's work how are you feeling about us um but also just checking in with your own presumptions about them. And my favorite line, my go-to line for that is I'm telling myself a story. So instead of saying to my partner, you never, you always, I'm feeling really rejected by you, which all come across as criticism and then make your partner instantly defensive. Yeah. So instead of that, it's like, honey, I'm actually telling myself a story that you don't care about me because you forgot to text me today. And then that gives them the chance to go, oh, no, of course not. I do care. I just was busy or whatever it is. So it can just interrupt that rumination from going on for like two days, stewing you in negativity, which is a downward spiral. Absolutely. And give them the opportunity to just, you know, negate your thinking. Yeah. And finally... What are you doing to keep yourself busy during this time? Ah, well, I have two kids at home and my husband working from home and I'm doing telehealth sessions yeah. um, here from home. So I'm, I'm busy. Um, 
but I'm, I'm also really kind of making sure that as a family, we have some nice connecting activities. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I'm about to go collect some firewood and we're going to have a, a little campfire in the back garden with marshmallows oh, tonight. And, and then also some special time with my husband, just um, lots of chats. One of the best things we've ever done is put a lock on our bedroom door. So <laughs> that's one of, my top, one of my other top tips, especially <laughs> when I first started dating Jake, eight years ago now I was still living at home because I was in grade 12 and I had a lock on my door and my dad actually took the door handle off my door and his reasoning for it and so I confronted him I was like why is my door handle not on my door and he's like oh oh no it's um just if there was ever to be like a house fire I'd hate for you not to be able to get out and I was like you've taken one doorknob off in the house like and it was just the most like I just fully caught him off guard and I was like you literally just don't want me to be able to close my door (laughs) yeah pretty much I'll never forget that because I'm like why like (laughs) but now I'm obviously grown adult and I can and I'm all for like yeah locking the door like how do you get space if you don't do that yeah, I know a lot of a lot of couples say to me, oh, you know, our sex life hasn't been the same since we have kids because you never know when they're going to burst in. Even if they're fast asleep at night, you just can't relax into it. Yeah. Lock the door. Lock on the door. And then people are like, no, but I feel bad for locking my children out. It's like, no, I think the kids, you know, you can talk to them, but we need our special space for us to be strong. And yeah, yeah, of course. Kids understand it. Communication. 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 <laughs> Start young. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of, you know, being at home on your day off as well. To be My absolute to- pleasure. Really, really great questions. Um, and I know yeah. so many people have had these questions flowing through so it'll be really great to share yay can't wait thanks Eb. it's been fun yes it has been thanks Carl.